Welcome to the Raising Kids Together podcast. Raising Kids Together is a place where moms of all ages and stages come together from all over the world to walk this journey of mothering with one another. This podcast is just a small glimpse into the things that we are talking about in our daily Zoom meetings. I am your host, Tina Smith, and each week you can listen in as I and others share God's word and grow in our spiritual parenting. I am praying that you are blessed as you listen in. Okay, so hospitality... And its very essence in the word of God is love of strangers. Love of strangers. <clears throat> Hospitality is commanded in the Bible. It's not a suggestion. Okay. So in Romans, let's go over to Romans 12, 13 this morning. We're going to walk around in the Bible. Danielle likes that one. <laughs> We're going to walk around in the Bible. Romans 12, 13, and this is under, in my Bible, under the heading of love, okay? And it says, share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Practice hospitality. Followers of Jesus have a social responsibility to everyone, but especially to believers. It's a social responsibility. Yes, Jamie said the introvert's nightmare. This is where the introverts are going to get a little stretched. <laughs> Followers of Jesus have a social responsibility to everyone, but especially to other believers. And let me talk about that of introverts a little bit, okay? You're going to show hospitality different than the extrovert does, but God needs introverted people who are willing to be hospitable because you're going to meet other people. You're going to minister to people that the extrovert is probably not going to be able to minister to because we scare introverts, right? <laughs> we scare you introverted people, but don't worry. Okay. We can all practice hospitality. Yes. Kathy said, can I take you out for coffee instead? Hospitality. Kathy picked me up at the Houston airport and took me to my, to my hotel. Hospitality. And you know what she said to me? Is there something we can stop at CVS and get you? Because I know how hard it is to travel and try to remember everything. Hospitality. That was hospitality, you guys. <clears throat> hospitality is commended in the Bible. It's not only commanded, it's commended, okay? Romans 16, 23. Let's walk over to Romans 16, 23. And this is what it says. Gaius whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy send you his greetings. Here's this person who is hospitable and everybody enjoys it because they're so hospitable. It's commended. It's generally having people in your home, but practicing hospitality stretches outside the walls 
of our home. How many of you introverted people are like, it's not all about your home, okay? The essence of hospitality is loving strangers. That's the very essence of hospitality. It's loving on strangers, okay? Back in the Bible, there weren't a whole lot of holiday inns, right? And the inns that were there were often way too expensive for people to be able to afford. So as believers were traveling around and the disciples and Jesus and everybody, it was common practice for people to open their home to strangers to stay so that they would have a place to stay, okay? <clears throat> Meeting the needs of others through personal resources. That's what hospitality is. It's being available to meet the needs of others through your personal resources. Meeting the needs of others through your personal resources. If you wanna learn how to be hospitable, watch somebody with a gift of hospitality. How often have I said to you guys here, I watch people with a gift of mercy because I don't have that gift. I need to muster that up. I need to understand how to function in that. So I watch my sisters that are very good. Good morning, Birdie. We're so glad you're here this morning. We, I watch those people. Watch people who are hospitable if you want to learn how to do that, okay? Just because you don't have that gift doesn't mean you're off the hook, all right? Just because I don't have a gift of mercy doesn't mean I, need, I don't need to exercise mercy. Just because you're, you don't have this gift of hospitality doesn't mean you're off the hook. It doesn't mean you're exempt from showing hospitality. But here's what hospitality isn't. And I really want you guys to hear me on this, okay? Because I think we do have gifts of hospitality, but we're selective about who we show hospitality to. Hospitality is not exclusive. It's not only staying in your comfort zone of people that you want to hang out with all the time. It's not exclusive. And it's not clicks. Clicks are the very opposite of hospitality. And clicks are from the enemy. We all want to be hospitable in our comfort zones, don't we? We want to have people in our homes that we know, which is fine. We have those opportunities, but we're a little more hesitant to welcome people in or help people who we don't know or who we don't maybe even agree with or like. See how we're drawing unity comes out of this. Unity is part of hospitality. This is part of how we show unity in the body of Christ. It's one of the vehicles that God uses to walk out the Great Commission in our lives. It's being hospitable with other people. Okay, so how are we going to do this? All right, number one, you got five points this morning from Tina. Number one, simply meeting the needs of another is practicing hospitality. How many of the introverts just took a deep breath? Ooh, sigh of relief. Hospitality is simply meeting the needs of another. 
we are all going to practice hospitality differently, right? Romans 12, 13 said, practice hospitality, meet the needs of other people. This is being hospitable. Practice hospitality, share with God's people who are in need. Some of us might be really good at opening our homes. Some, that's fine. That's great. That's a great way to be hospitable. Some of us enjoy serving at church or the local soup kitchen. That's being hospitable. Some of us may be good at writing checks and providing for the needs of someone else. That's being hospitable as well. Can I meet your needs? That's being hospitable. Okay, the bottom line is, are you willing to show hospitality to whomever God asks you to? Because I see, I think a lot of us, and especially the downside of a gift of hospitality is you only want to show hospitality to who you want to show hospitality to. That's not what this is. This is showing hospitality to the people God wants you to show hospitality to. What about the woman in the Walmart parking lot who might need help getting some groceries in her car? That's being hospitable. We talk about Southern hospitality, right? Because Southerners tend to be a little more friendly than our friends up North, all right? I have a daughter who lives in New Jersey. When I go shopping with her, she will tell me, do not talk to people, mom. We don't do that here in New Jersey. And I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Like, I don't get that, right? They're not as hospitable. What is it that God is asking you? Who is it that God is asking you to be hospitable to? Pay attention as you go throughout your day and see who it is God wants you to be hospitable to. It doesn't always mean having somebody in your home for a meal, okay? It might be, like Kathy said earlier, can I take you out for a cup of coffee? It might be, hey, how about I send you a gift card for Starbucks, but mostly Dunkin' Donuts, okay? It might be, that is hospitality, you guys. That is hospitality. That's number one, be willing to show and meet the needs of others however God asks you to. Who is it that God is asking you to be hospitable to? Hebrews 12, or Hebrews 13, 2. Let's walk over to Hebrews 13, 2. This is point number two. I love this verse. I think this is so cool. Hebrews 13, 2. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. How amazingly cool is that? Entertaining strangers, showing hospitality might even be to strangers, like to angels. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Let me go over here in the chat and see what you guys are talking about. 
Um, Kathy said her parents were so gifted at this. It was not passed down to me. Me picking you up at the airport is so out of character me. This is freeing for me. Yes, that was hospitality. Thank you for that. So many times I thank you for that because that was so cool. Um, I can help people in the parking lot. I can talk to everybody and I'm pretty introverted, but I am a learned extrovert. Alicia, that's so right. And you are not an introvert as far as I can tell because you were talking it up at the Spark Conference last February. <laughs> Heidi says, it's very out of my comfort zone, but God has really been stretching me in this area. I was shaking in my boots when God told me to go to the um, Iraq Muslim woman at church and invite her to lunch. That's so cool. I ended up helping her through so much and we now have a beautiful relationship. See what happens when we're willing to follow Jesus. Bertie says, I lived in both the South and the North and have reminded myself of this. Yes. I've lived in both too. It's a totally different culture. Um, uh, yes, Kathy said, when we start getting back to ladies Bible studies or Bunko again, it's inviting the new person to sit with you instead of sitting with your group. Amen, Kathy. It's making them feel comfortable. Um, and then Vanessa said, I befriended a Muslim girl in college and God bless that friendship. I'm glad I listened. Yeah, it's, it's being willing to take those chances. Hebrews 13, too, though, we entertain angels unaware. Two points that I had under that was entertaining angels only happens when you are willing to reach out to strangers. If you are unwilling to reach out to strangers, you are never going to entertain angels unaware. It's not going to happen. I honestly feel like there have been times in my life I know I've entertained an angel because I almost feel like it's a test that God brings into my life. Like, are you really going to go talk to that person? Cause I'm asking you to, are you going to reach out? Are you going to help? Are you going to do whatever? And I know that in my spirit, I felt like, okay, that's God prompting me. Am I going to be obedient to that? <clears throat> yes. This is another case of listening to the voice of the Holy spirit and walking in obedience. That's what hospitality is. Okay. That's what hospitality is. Angels are all around us as Jamie so wonderfully reminded us last week. Angels are all around us. The more we are willing to be obedient in this area, the more God will open us up to whatever. Okay. And that includes entertaining angels. Let's go over to Genesis 18. We're going to walk all the way back into the Old Testament. Genesis 18, we're going to talk about Abraham for a second, because this is one instance where Abraham had the opportunity to entertain angels, three of them at once. Genesis 18, I'm going to start with verse one. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day, Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. So he entertains these angels. He feeds them and he gets talking to them. And this, this is the place where they told him <clears throat> that, that Sarah was going to have a baby and Sarah laughed. Remember, Sarah's like, yeah, right. Because that's probably what all of us women in our 90s would have said is like, yeah, right. And they went. And they knew that she had done that. These were angels. One of them may have even been Jesus back in the Old Testament, a Jesus sighting. So here Abraham has that opportunity to entertain angels. 
<clears throat> we want to have those opportunities too, because that's pretty stinking cool, don't you think? Don't you think that's cool to have that opportunity to minister to angels? That's number two. So be aware. If you're willing to reach out to those you don't know, you may be entertaining an angel. Number three, Proverbs 14, 31. This is kind of sad to me because I, I don't think that we pay attention to this too much, we, very often. And we need to pay more attention to this because this is true hospitality. Proverbs 14, 31. Proverbs 14, 31. Here's what it says. He who oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. But whoever is kind to the needy honors God. When we refuse to offer hospitality to others, we rob them of the blessing of seeing God. Not only that, we show contempt for God. It is important when the Holy Spirit prompts you to reach out to somebody that you don't know that you do that. May I share something? Yes. One of my favorite uh, memes, or I don't know if it was a meme, but anyway, I saw it on Facebook, but it was about this, this child that they're with their dad and a homeless person was asking for money and the dad gave the person money. And then after the child was like, well, you know, they're just going to use that on alcohol or, you know, whatever. And the dad was like, it doesn't matter what they do with it. Right. It says more about my character. If I can help someone and I don't, and what they do with their money is their decision. But I was like, oh, that is so good. Because, yeah, I feel like that's everyone's go-to that doesn't want to help people. It's like, oh, well, they're going to use it for this or that. You don't know that. I mean, we've... We've given people, there were, there was, we didn't have cash on us. And this guy like said he would take our leftovers. So we gave him our leftover food. I mean, you know, you never know. And I know I have a, that's a very touchy subject with me because as poor as we were when I was a kid and my mom went without eating and like, it's just, you don't, you don't really know someone's story. Like, yes, I'm sure there's some people that don't, you know, do what they should be doing but there's a lot of people that bust their behind and, and you like you just you don't know yep right. you don't know but that's so right alicia that is more of an indication of your heart than you just need to be obedient what god does with your obedience is none of your business remember that write that down what god does with your obedience is none of your business that's only god's business your job is to be obedient. You have one job, to be obedient to what God's asking you to do. <clears throat> Jamie said, it's not about what they should be doing. It's about what we should be doing. See, we need to be obedient. We make this about ourselves, don't we? And this is the downside of a gift of hospitality. It becomes about us. How pretty can I make it? How nice can I make it? And Lydia said, hey, I had Paw Patrol paper plates once. And when I invited people over and that's what I use, that's what it's about. Okay. It's about just being obedient. If you have Paw Patrol paper plates, it's all good. And you know what? You remember that. And it becomes a thing that you can share as a memory with these people. Just follow Jesus in this. 
Here's something that we're really bad about, and we're particularly bad about this in the church, is we only want to open our homes to groups of believers, right? So let me just share this story because this is, this was so cool. I have small groups in my home and I have five chairs around my table that are empty and I'll go around and ask and pray over each chair and ask God to bring whomever he wants to sit in that chair. And I had all but one chair filled and somebody came to me and said, how about if I invite my friend? She's not a believer, but I think this would be good for her. I'm like, sure, that sounds great. So she kept, she started coming and about three or four weeks in, we're just having conversation around the table. And she, before I got started, she went, stop, wait a minute. You guys have something at this table that I don't have. And I don't understand it. What is going on here? I want to know what you guys have because I want that. And we, we led her through Romans road, which I've taught you guys how to do. We led her through Romans Road, got all the way to the end. I looked at her and I said, are you ready to ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? And she said, yes, I am. And all five of us sat there and led a sister to Christ. Don't cut off people who don't know Jesus. We all want to have our nice little Christian bubbles, but that's not going to do the Great Commission any good, is it? Invite those people who don't know Jesus to sit at your table. It's okay. And it is good. Okay. So that's number three. <clears throat> don't refuse hospitality to the poor, to those who don't know Jesus, because they're the poor in spirit, right? They're the ones who don't know Jesus. He came to save the lost. That's right, Deanna. Number four, let's go over to 1 Peter 1.9. First Peter one nine, all the way back almost to Revelation. First Peter one nine. Okay, <clears throat> this is what it says. For you are receiving the goal of your faith the salvation of your souls. We are called, oh wait, that's not right. That's the wrong verse. I wonder if it's 2 Peter 1.9. If I can't find it, somebody's gonna have to look it up for me, but it's the one that talks about offering hospitality without grumbling. All right, somebody's gonna have to find that for me. It's not 1 Peter 1.9. Okay. Um, we are four nine. Four nine. Thank you. I wrote it down wrong. First Peter four nine. Let's see. That says, "Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling." How many of you are like, you're in the Walmart parking lot, and the Holy Spirit says, "Go over there and help that woman," and you're like, "Ah." I have something to do today. That's grumbling. Okay. Go help the poor woman in Walmart parking lot or Target, wherever it is you shop, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, help them, help them. When they're struggling with those young kids, 
for those of us who are older, maybe you're struggling with your own kids and you're asking somebody to come and be hospitable to you, right? We all like it. How does it make you feel when you show up at a place you've never been before and people welcome you and they make you feel at home? It makes you feel pretty good, doesn't it? You be that person. You go be that person. We are called to offer hospitality without grumbling about it. Reach out to those you don't know and make them feel welcome. There's nothing worse than moving to a new area or going to a new church or going to a new school, you name it, and nobody speaks to you. It's horrible. It should not be that way. And honestly, the church is one of the worst places about it because we all have our little cliques, right? Don't do that. Reach out, look for somebody. How do you feel when others make you feel welcome? Be the one that makes somebody else feel welcome. Do you purpose to reach out and make others feel welcome? I'm going to challenge you the next time you go to church or the next time you're somewhere where you're nice and cozy with your people, look for somebody that is new. Look for somebody who's never been there before and reach out to them. Give them a hug. Shake their hand. Well, I mean, it's a little weird right now because we got COVID going on. But you know what I mean? Make them feel welcome. Make them feel, it's one of the things that I love about the Zoom room is like people come and we're like, where are you from and who are you and all that. It's awesome. It makes people feel welcome. I hope you've always felt welcome here. That's number four. Offer hospitality without grumbling. See, we like to, we like to manage hospitality, don't we? We like to set it up nice. We like to send out the, you know, don't the, the date card, don't, you know, save the date cards and all of this kind of stuff. But hospitality really is when God asks you to do something, go do it. When he asks you to meet the need of somebody else, be obedient to that and go do that. Okay. Number three was when, when we refuse to offer hospitality to others, we rob them of a blessing of seeing God. Yes, Deanna, every church should be that way. Number five, Matthew 25, 40. And this right here is what it's all about, you guys. Matthew 25, 40. Okay, Matthew 25, 40. The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these, my bro these brothers of mine, you did for me. This is the crux of hospitality. When we minister to others, we're ministering to God. Whatever we do for the least of these, we're doing for God. When we offer hospitality, we are offering our most precious things to us. We're offering our homes. We're offering our finances. We're offering our families. And we're offering our time. These are our precious commodities that we have to share with other people. Our motivation for hospitality should always be to serve Jesus. 
not ourselves. For you guys that are introverted, are not big on hospitality, that is going to have to be your motivation. And it will be. For those of you who have a gift of hospitality, you're going to have to be very careful what your motivations are, just like any other gift, okay? Our motivation for hospitality should always be to serve Jesus, not to serve ourselves and make ourselves feel better. So what are some ways you need to think differently about hospitality and what are ways you offer hospitality? I'm so thankful that you joined us for this week's episode of the Raising Kids Together podcast. I hope you've been blessed by listening in on our Zoom room. We would love for you to join us. You can come when you can and come as you are. Simply go to RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and click the button on the front page to enter the Raising Kids Together Zoom Room. We meet Monday through Friday at 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Have a great day.